0: Welcome back to Drag Time with HeckLina, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Today we have a very special guest, but first, I have to remind you all to visit the website dragtimewithheclina.com to browse past episodes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and listen, I know everybody's burnt out on people asking for money wherever you turn. But we want to thank you for the tips you've been sending us. It really helps Mark keep the podcast going. You, you can also find us on Cash App as Drag Time or find other ways to support us. Now to introduce somebody very special. This is somebody – and I always say that the queens who are going to last from RuPaul's Drag Race are all the queens who uh, – of cut their teeth in clubland before they went on the show. This is somebody that uh, who I worked with at Tranny Shack in Los Angeles uh, many, 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 many years ago. And she's gone on to fame. And I don't know if she's gone on to fortune, but she's gone on to fame. No. So anyway, <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> I wish. Give, give it up for Willem. Hi, Willem. Woo! Hey, girl. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I think last time I saw you, God, it's been so long, but I think it was at Wigstock. Oh my god! Yeah, that might no 2018.
1: I know, I know. I well, I worked at I worked at your club, but you weren't there the last time I was there. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. But I feel
1: like I I definitely saw you for like Gaga night, or no, you weren't there that night
0: either. You know, towards the end of my tenure at Oasis, I was just never there. Yeah,
1: you said hit it.
0: Yeah, so I was. I was like, play, you know, play my mix. I'm out. Do you think that I? I mean, I, I may have kind of done the whole hosting a drag show thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you know, I, my my last memory of you was, um, yeah, at Wigstock, We hung up. It was a hilarious day. And then I was getting texts from you uh, the next day saying you had like hooked up with a chaser and you know you fucked him behind a tree or something in and, a park. <laughs> I, I, and I was like, I was like, good for you, girl. 125th street yeah i hope i'm not a bad influence on you no you told me where to go
1: you said there would be a gentle bed of, of fresh grass clippings because you
0: said on the north end of the park that's when you usually blow the maintenance staff there so you knew their you knew their mowing schedule uh, well i was I, I shed a little tear i was like that's my girl yeah they call, um, they call you the riding mower because you're toothy and they like to ride you i resent that i do not i do not give toothy blow jobs. All right, Ramsey, calm down. Okay. All right, so anyway, um Willem, uh Mark usually gives me a script to uh, to follow, but I don't think I need one. We don't so need no, a stinking yeah. script. I've known you for years. You start I I first met you at Echo Plex back in Los Angeles. Um, and, uh, you did some amazing performances at Echoplex in Tranny Shack, LA. Uh, you went on the show. Uh, tell us, tell us about Race Chaser. We may as well start there because our, our listeners may not know, but you have your very own podcast with Alaska. It's all about breaking down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Now I got to say, I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with Alaska because she said she was going to put me on that podcast and then it was radio silence, but I'm not bitter, but tell us about Race Chaser.
1: Um, A, we would love to have you. Our rule is we only have drag queens, actual queens. We don't have any, um, any manly men. So you're very welcome. But Race Chaser was started because Alaska and I were stuck in the car trying to leave Burning Man in an RV for like eight hours or so. And the only thing we had to listen to was this podcast she had downloaded called Out on the Lanai where they break down every single episode of golden girls with, um, I think Jim Colucci and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of, a couple of like good time gays. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, after we had gotten out of the eight hour line, because some girl there was an Amber alert and we thought it was some missing child. It was a 17 year old girl who wanted to go fuck this guy. She met at some camp. So she's, she's three, uh, she inconvenienced everybody, but she gave us this idea where I thought, what if we do it about like something gay that we like, because. Uh, Alaska and I like working together so much. So we came up with uh drag with race chaser and she's like, I have a song that would be perfect. So then we use that as a theme song and it just kind of snowballed from there. And now we're expanding to other things. Like uh, we have the chop, which is like race chaser, but for Canada with Manila and Latrice, we have sloppy seconds coming on, which is meatball and big dipper, their podcasts. Um, we're like expanding. We're moguls of media.
0: What what do you mean? We're expanding. Do you have you have your, you have your own channel or network or something? Yeah, Alaska uh, and I have our
1: Alaska and I have our own network on um, Forever Dog, which is where Race Chaser lives, uh-huh. uh, and it's LGBTQIA plus programming. Um, and hopefully, we'll be able to offer like you know podcasts for every day of the week soon. We already have like five out of seven covered.
0: Um, okay, so speaking of podcasts, you appeared on an episode. This is already like kind of old now, but I. I really loved it. You appeared on an episode of the serial podcast, Missing Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is safe to say we're all still missing Richard Simmons. Can you tell us a memory about him and, and how you ended up on that podcast?
1: Yeah, I remember one time some tabloid had written some shit about him, and I had worked out with him for about five or six years probably. Um, and... There were like tabloid reporters, outside, not tabloid reporters, paparazzi outside, like trying to get him to show up in like tutus and stuff and get that picture. And he took the whole class outside and we worked out for the paparazzi. And it was like just like this thing where it was just he was so unabashed and didn't give a fuck. And um, when he wanted to go away, I just thought that everybody should leave him alone and let him go away because he'd help so many people be themselves or like better versions of themselves. And now he just wanted to be left alone and that's his right. Like he gave of himself for so many years that when he, he was doing that and I was like, God, that must be tiring. Like having to face up to like, you know, these people yelling at you as you go into work, like, well, who, what about the gay hookers? You know, like stuff like that because yeah. there were hookers, I guess, but like, good for him. I fucking love hookers too.
2: Right. Um,
1: but I just had, all the memories with him were always really, really great. I would always like bring friends to his class when they were in town because it was a built-in celebrity encounter and they'd be too tired to do anything else the rest of the day other than like go to dinner. So I wouldn't have to run them all around and do shit. So I did that with basically every friend ever. And he was always so nice to everybody. He always like asked, he always stayed after class to take pictures. He was the best kind of, he was like everything you would, you'd like want RuPaul to be. And then as Uh, as, as soon as you meet him, you'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, like he but, was just great. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: but uh, yeah, I, I think Sorry, what the I strange about thing about forever. that is he gave seems,
1: me abs. I love him.
0: It just seems like it was an on and off switch. Like it, it just it just switched off all of a sudden, where it, it had been burning so brightly for so long that it did lead to all this speculation. But you're kind of like just let him be, and it, really, it's none of our business. You're right. I just
1: think a lot of celebrities, old school, just like close the door and they're done. You know, and yeah. he's, he did that.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I want to bring up a memory that really traumatized me. And you went off Uh on your happy way. And of course made made major bucks off of this. But you really, really traumatized me the time that you fisted somebody on stage at Oasis.
1: That was Tammy Brown. That wasn't me. (laughs) No, it was Derek. It was Derek. I'm pretty sure it was Derek Barrett.
0: (laughs) So this was... So, uh, no, I actually love that you did it, but... Mm -hmm. This is, um, this is the sucky part of, you know, I did tranny shack for so long and we did stuff like that all the time. But once I bought a nightclub, I had partners and stuff. And one of them was uh, a heterosexual guy. Not that there's anything wrong with being heterosexual. Um, I mean, nobody's perfect. Exactly. We all have our faults. So, uh. Nobody knew about it except for me. And then when, when it actually started, it's like the whole – everything kind of slowed down into slow motion. And I looked over at my partner, the straight guy, and he was just staring at the stage. And he threw such a fit, um, and he walked out of the club. And uh, it took me a long time to, uh, to kind of get over it with him, you know, to kind of like smooth things over with him. So, But why don't you uh, talk us through that night? Tell me about the... Yeah, like everything. I want to hear about the guy and all that stuff, how you found it. I'm pretty
1: sure this night was an after party for Queens of Comedy in San Fran, right? It was, yeah, because
0: we went from the Castro Theater to I
1: knew... My friend Drew was up there and he was doing a show at the Knob Hill that night and... I knew that fisting would be included in it. So I was like, why don't you come down to Lina's club after? And like, I'll fist you there too. And I could sing a pretty song. I'll get my friend Leo to film it. Leo Forte filmed that whole thing. And like, honestly, it couldn't have worked out better because I wore a dress with a hole right over my ass Mm -hmm. in it. And like, it said Sanchez on the back, like dirty Sanchez. It was like, there were so many great things. And Leo was such a skilled cinematographer and just fisting him to a song that's so like dumb and uh-huh. stupid. I just wanted to see if people saw the art in it, kind of, or like the chart in it more accurately, but not accurately because Drew's hole was clean as a whistle, um, yeah. and I looked gorgeous. That wig was laid. So I just, yeah. I, I wanted to do something that would make Jackie beat go. You know what? How about I go and then you can go? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what she did. She said that, and I'm like, oh, you want to open for me? And she said, no. It's just that I'm feeling, you know, a little ill. I'll let I'll do my thing and then you can do your thing. And I was like, Oh, okay, sure.
0: Like you, yeah,
1: you go first girl. I felt like such a star.
0: (laughs) Did you feel, did you feel afterward? Like there was a little bit of like a a shock, uh, with other people in the room because I, I I remember the guy you fisted kind of like, he's like, Oh, I better, I better leave. You know? (laughs) Um,
1: No, I don't remember. I think I did the meet and greet, but I don't know if I took the gloves off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So tell us about... That was a fun performance, though, and it's
1: on my, I think, it's on my DVD, like an uncensored DVD, and it's like an unmarked scene. And right before it, it says, you better not tell nobody but God, which is a color purple quote I really like. Uh
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It's it's remarkable once you have your own liquor license, the the kind the way you start looking at things in a different way all of a sudden, because I don't know why at the stud for all those years, the stud let me get away with everything. And they didn't they didn't give a shit. But, um, you know, we did so many things that were illegal at the stud. And, you know, now that that building is. I know I saw your makeup. Ah, Shut up. Wow. Wow. Shots fired. Shots yeah. fired. Yeah, but the uh, but the stud closed down. I know. God bless. I know. Uh, what are you doing now? So I, I ask everybody the same question mm-hmm. because things kind of stopped overnight for all of us uh, girls. Now, for me, this is the first time in 25 years that I've not been on the hamster wheel of just keeping going and constant shows and, and promoting shows and stuff. And overnight, I had to... Uh, learn how to do these digital shows and i'm already kind of over it you know um what are you doing now for income how are Um, you bringing in the coin i'm
1: i'm trying not to be over it like every time i get to do drag i feel like it's like a privilege sort of for me to like be able to do stuff because i've been doing a lot of youtube stuff for a number of years so for me it's just i'm still doing what i was doing i i have the unique uh the unique benefit of living with my cameraman and my best friend who also helps me produce my videos. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, I'm still just making videos and trying to podcast. I'm podcasting with Alaska remotely. That's like twice a week. That's kind of my only regular gig. Um, And then hopefully getting this Airbnb rented out. Are you doing Airbnb in Palm Springs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like a whole drag experience, like the desert disco. Oh, wow. Very that. Uh Uh-huh. Only fans, Instagram whores, um, like very scenic, like picture skates. I'm going to do like stations of the selfie, like stations of the cross. where uh-huh. like There's 12 different selfies all around the yard and the inside of the house that are like are fully lit at like certain hours. So you can like go there and use the golden hour to your advantage and
0: like for your little Insta thought shoots and everything. What? So you you're you're making your house a tourist destination? Or, yeah,
1: I'm making it an experience. I want people to be able to like throw parties there and launch products and like uh, get like face fucked um, uh-huh. and like beer pong and like giant checkers and like I have holographic cactuses. It's super fun. Oh, and a spinner pole. Do oh, you have and a, a wall of wigs? There's like twenty two wigs on this one wall. Do you have neighbors? Yeah, they're nice. Some of them do Airbnb too.
0: <laughs> just because, oh my god, my places. I am just so paranoid uh, about my neighbors because. Uh, well, um, if you're paranoid, uh, maybe it's the Airbnb because. Oh. That 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 makes me paranoid too sometimes. Um, Mark, do you want to make a note that that was actually a joke so people. Figure it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got a marker in there. Oh, I like and Can you, we have? Mark. Can we have? Can we have a little thing where that that was a joke? <laughs> uh, that was a joke. A joke, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I've had you know I've had uh, Gladys Kravitz complain before about like my garbage is not as you know like. The, the rentals will. Pull, the renters will put the garbage out, but the recycling is not in the recycling bin. Blah blah blah. People can be remarkably petty about about stuff like that. And I remember um, going to see Darcy. She rented a house in Palm Springs, and when I showed up, there was like a huge Bible of rules that you couldn't do. So, yeah. um, do you, are you, you going to have to deal with any of that shit?
1: No, um, I think that if people put stuff that can be broken in an Airbnb, they're stupid. Right. Um, If people put in floors that could be ruined by pool water, they're dumb, you know? The first thing I want to do is sit on a counter in a kitchen. And this counter is something you can sit on. So I just tried to imagine myself there and what kind of uh, fucking dick pig I am. So I just multiply it by like six or like Um, 10.
3: You can't be like, you can do bukkake here, but you can't use the good glasses. No, there's no glass. Glass is a
1: bad idea. Everything is plastic because there's pools. You don't want glass by pool. I was at this fight and this twink shattered a bottle. And the glass got in his boyfriend's foot and then my ex went up to the bathroom to get the glass out of his foot and then ended up blowing him. And then the kid got the glass in the pool and I had to scream at him and he cried like it was my fault. Like fucking drunk twinks.
0: Shit. I hate people that can't handle
1: their party. This was at my old house.
0: So, yeah. if if you So that's true. I, I got rid of all glass because I've had some stupid renters like Coachella people. And uh, if you get any glass in the pool, the whole pool has to be drained, and cleaned, and refilled. It's kind of like if you're a bartender and you're you get a glass a drink, in your
1: ice, yeah, you're you fucked. get glass
0: in your ice. The, the entire ice thing has to be burnt and start, and it's going to start, start from scratch again. Turn it and
1: burn it, girls.
0: That's new, this, new
1: ice, new ice, not smoking ice.
0: That's Ooh, very, wise. Very wise. It's wise words from Willem. Ice for drinking, not for smoking, ladies. Wise words from Willem. Oh my God, that's the next segment for your podcast. <laughs> wise um, words from Willem. Yeah. But uh so wise, wise words from Willem. But uh but anyway, going back to the performing thing, the live part of your of all of our lives, do you you don't miss any? So I, I remember one time yes. I was talking oh my I, I God. Remember, yeah, but I was talking to you, I remember back in um at the Castor Theater. I remember you said something, you're like, Okay, real quick, I'm gonna try and remember where I was on New Year's Eve a couple of months ago. And you couldn't because you're constantly on the go. So aren't you kind of tired? Like, don't you get burnt out on traveling and doing all that stuff?
1: No, I really like traveling. Um because I never thought I'd be able to. I was like this I was I wasn't I was I never left the country until I was like Older, I didn't travel and cost money. I didn't go to college. I was a drag queen. I didn't expect to like be able to see half of these places I went to. So I never took it for granted. I always loved it. I always sent myself a postcard, my parents a postcard and my nephew's a postcard from everywhere I went. Um, just so like I could remember it if it ever did go away. And like right now I'm like, I flipped through postcards. I I'm writing um, my second book, which is a lot of like recalling stuff um And just remembering like fun spots we went to, and i I never gets old, and I miss it a lot. I miss people, I miss attention, I miss paper cuts on my nipples
0: <laughs>
1: like so much, I miss like just having fun, but you know there's we need to be safe, and I understand that
0: that's a good attitude about it, and you know it will come back it's just going to be very gradual
1: I don't know actually, I don't know how it will come back in the way that it was with drag before because the basic economy of it was the clubs pay, pay this amount to get a girl there. And the way they get these monies to pay the girls is because they get meet and greets usually, which like our exorbitant amount of money to talk to someone for 30 seconds to take a picture usually. But are we going to be able to do meet and greets in the future? Drag Queens? Like, is it going to bounce back like that? The local stuff will bounce back before the big Drew girl shit bounces back, which is good because they need it even more. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful it comes back in in some form, any
0: form. I but I don't expect it before 2021. In the least, oh no, no, not at all. I mean, this no, this year is shot, and uh, and, and there's no there's no escaping that. Like you know, our, my biggest money maker of the year is the Christmas Golden Girls show. I, I make I, that's not happening in 2020, and uh, I think I think that. What is that noise? It was Alaska
2: <laughs> with the <a> trash bag. <laughs>
1: With the no. trash bag, so that means she was getting dressed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell her to tell her to put it over her head, please, and quit making noise. Okay. Stop talking about my sister like that. <laughs> okay. So I think that when nightclubs and bars do come back, um, we're not going to need rue girls to fill them at first because the novelty of being able to go back to a club will be so great that you won't have to book anybody. To get people out and dancing. You Girl, know I'll
1: you? do I'll do a tip spot. I will do a tip spot. Just let me up on a stage. I don't need nobody paying me right now. Just, I'll do a tip spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, and the, the reality is, yes, if something cannot last forever, it won't. And this I got you. Who's that? I don't know who that one is. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Some people to rent me
1: out whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people to rent me out if they ever need a spot. All right, I will.
0: Thanks. Are you at your house in no,
1: L.A.? I'm at my studio. Alaska okay. did a socially distanced shoot here in the back parking lot. And oh. uh,
0: one of the producers was just putting a chair inside. I lent him some chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we were in the middle of talking about nightclubs and, and how they're coming back. Yeah, but um, you know, I I'm certainly tied into it because I'm still one of the owners of Oasis. Um, but things will, yeah, the things the reality will look different. But let's um, let's get off that topic for a minute and talk about your career. You, you have a way of popping up in all these crazy places. And, uh, I you know what I mean? Like like I, I, I'm not even expecting to see you in things. And then I see you in things like a star is born and all that stuff. Um, tell me about working on a star is born.
1: Um, well it was two auditions. One was as I think Marilyn Monroe and then another was as Barbara Streisand. And then after that I got the part, did the wardrobe stuff Um, and then they canceled the part, like they took away the whole drag scene, all that. And they were just going to have her be a waitress. And then like four days after they did that, they called back to check my veil again and did the part, put it back in the movie. And then after the first day on set, they added another scene for me and Shangela. And so after two days on set, that, that was all it was. It was just like kind of magical. They trusted us to be drag queens, Bradley Cooper, I couldn't say enough positive things about him. Lady Gaga, the same thing. Um, it was just a fun day on set. Honestly, I couldn't believe I was being paid to be there. Like it was everything, you know, just to be in an, I, I had been in a dressing room with Gaga. And I think Morgan McMichaels at Mickey's in like 2000 when they did the applause video. Um, I was there because I was literally getting a wig back from Morgan. And I lived in West Hollywood, like four blocks away. And I was like, she's at Mickey's. All right, I'm going to grab it. And then it was this big commotion. I was like, why won't, why is everybody here? And I thought Jinx was there because she had just won or something. And I was like, oh, all these people want to meet Jinx. And then I'm walking up the front stairs of Mickey's and she's walking up the back stairs and I see Gaga. And I was like, shit, Judas, Judas, Joe Mason looks great. Mm -hmm. And then I realized it was actually Gaga (laughs) And just to be in a dressing room with her, I was stupefied that she was so kind and cool. And like, she offered to take a picture with these two drag queens. She didn't know probably, or maybe she did. I don't know if she watched Drag Race, but like, she was awesome. And then I, that was my good Gaga story. And then to get now a great Gaga story being in the movie with her, like, I don't know how I'm ever going to top it. I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily like it was, it's just a great experience whenever I'm around her and she's so fucking cool. And like her makeup is great. I've like made friends with um, people like in her team that are really cool, and they're. It's just it's fun to talk about like other things that faggots like, like rhinestoning and like stuff to glue to our faces for lashes and stuff like that. So I, Starsborn is, is like the gift that keeps on giving, and with the residual checks, it really is. Changel really? Is in, oh yeah, and Shangela is in. Um, Texas right now because of COVID and stuff. So I tell her whenever I get a good residual check, I'm like, tell Jennifer to go get your mail <laughs> and and direct deposit. Cause we just got our check, honey. So Damn. yeah. God bless. I Jen, too.
0: <laughs> I, I know what that feels like. I was on some crappy show for, uh, for CBS years ago. And at first the residual, the residual checks were like a thousand dollars. Then it was like yeah. seven, $750. Then it was $200. And the last check they sent me was 43 cents. (laughs) I get, I I get checks for zero. (laughs) What's the the point?
1: It's, you know what? It's, I'm sure every penny counts obviously somewhere, but like, I'm still getting checks from American wedding in 2003 and a movie called SWAT in 2006, which, which they cut me from. So it's like the fact that you you get paid for stuff that you're not even in sometimes. Like I'm not complaining. I'm just happy.
0: No, it's great. Um, Switch gears again. Tell me about your favorite. I know we all, we all obviously know Alaska is your sister. Tell me, tell me about some of your other favorite girls from, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: Um, gosh, I like Akiria. I like Asia. I like, uh, Nina West. I like Chad Michaels. I like, um, uh, Shea Coulee. I like Sasha Velour. I love Aquaria. I love Cameron. I love Kimchi. I love Naomi. I love, uh, Latrice um Dita Jig- I love I I really honestly don't have problems with many drag queens I'll work with anybody and I I try to get I I try to go as far as possible on good terms with everybody You do? Yes, I ch- I genuinely but you're do. Such a like cunt. I'm, like public no, people no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I but you're I just raging I I definitely cunt. can be a cunt. Yeah, I definitely can no, be a cunt, no. but I it's usually for like a good cause I bet
0: have you uh have you watched uh, cuz you know people always make fun of me because they don't believe me but I've never watched the show. Uh but did you watch season 12 at all
1: of Drag Race? Yeah, I watched it and then reviewed it on my podcast
0: Race Chaser. Oh, of um, course, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot you have a whole show about it. Um <laughs> I I I feel I I mean yeah, you totally just talked about it. But I feel I feel so you know I sponsored um I sponsored Rakim Sakura uh, for, for her runway looks. You know, like, I gave her, like, you know, her money she needed for that. And, oh, uh, you gave the
1: doll her ducats to get her, her runway looks?
0: Yeah, like, I gave her, like, $3,000 to to get materials and stuff. Um, I was sponsoring her as a San Francisco girl. That's nice of uh, you. Pay but I, yeah, but she's a little bit I, – I think I can say this. She's a little bit depressed because – She's not out there making that Rupaul money right now they're stuck uh, you know right right now is the time when they should be out there making making all the money and doing all the gigs that the other girls have done before them. Um, do you think that people are going to because you're obviously much more of an expert than I am, do you think people are going to remember them when things open back up or or will they be forgotten and just on to season thirteen
1: um, I don't have an answer to that I think that Um, it's going to take a lot of work for everybody to survive and we're all just going to do our best. I don't think anybody's, um, yeah, I have no idea, but there is something to be said about like striking while the iron's hot and like being on TV the night, being at a bar the night you're eliminated. I was at Toad Hall when I got disqualified and like just hearing that, like roar of the crowd, like wearing the dress that you wore on that episode, like the season 12 girls won't admittedly have that, but like a lot of them made a great impression on the season. It was a really fun season to watch. Um, so I think that people are interested in seeing them, even more so because they haven't met them now. So, like, yeah, they might not be on the TV right now, but people are going to want to come check for them.
0: Who are the fan favorites from season 12? Um, who won again? uh jada (laughs) jada oh okay let's
1: start from the top (laughs) jada Gigi, crystal method um they're my favorites uh i really also enjoy um um i enjoy heidi
0: in closet a lot who did you like did you know any of them well no i didn't know anybody besides um rockham and uh I will say that, you know, right before the lockdown happened, like that Friday, the lockdown here happened, I think it was March, it was Friday the 13th of March, and we were going into lockdown. And we were scheduled to have, um, who's the goth one then? Oh, we were scheduled to have Aiden Zane. And uh, she was supposed to be flying in that day. And I was like, honey, tell her not to get on that plane (laughs) because we are shut down. So I, I do feel because obviously running uh, tranny shack and then running mother at Oasis, I booked all those girls and they had, and like, you know, there is nothing to substitute like being live in front of an audience when that is screening. And so I, I just feel, I feel because a lot of people's, that's their dream now is to get on that show and then to, to do that whole circuit of clubs. And, uh, there's only about three or four queens from every season now that get remembered or that, or that really stick, you know, am I, is that right? I, I, I don't like it's on, on average, right? I, like I, don't really, I don't really
1: keep much track of that kind of stuff. Um, I just, um, uh, maybe if you look at it, that might be true, but I don't know. I haven't ever thought of it. <laughs>
0: um, oh, any other projects coming up? Any other projects coming up?
1: Um, I'm working on music right now. I have Hot Goss on Fridays and Race Chaser on Wednesdays. And um, that's about it.
0: Just chilling. It sounds not really like you're chilling. It sounds like you're working a lot, even during during quarantine.
1: Um, Yeah, the only thing that's different is I don't go to gigs and I don't go outside, really.
0: But it's pretty safe to say that you're driven. Um, No, I have a car and no driver. You bitch. You. Okay, you might also want to say that's a joke too, Mark, in case people... But um, but <laughs> put, in a, put in a snare sound there.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. I was kind of wondering, when you're in Palm Springs, um, what do you like to do? you know, outside of your, your, your experience home
1: in Palm Springs. I like to do, um, mushrooms underwater in my pool. Mm, Nice. I like to, um, go on hikes, go to waterfalls, lay by the pool, sit by the pool, swim in the pool, uh, go on the swings, uh, watch the sunset, watch the sunrise, do more mushrooms, um, I uh, listen to Chromatica um, Beyonce Do you Robin. like Chromatica? Yes Yeah. Love, it's great, rain I, on me in the pool Like That's the only way to dance to it
0: I guess I need to give it another listen Yeah, definitely I mean, I, I was glad that she went back to dance music But I, I was just like, maybe every song Sounded the same, does that mean I'm old? Yeah Okay, uh, I'll, I'll give it another listen Wait, do you think I'm old? No Why did you hesitate? Because I was trying to think because in my
1: I I don't actually know your age and it made me think about it and then I thought about it and then I was like, no, I don't think they are old. I think you're under 60.
0: Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. 60 is the new 40. No, I'm talking about your cholesterol. You bitch. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Um... Well, okay. I I guess that's it. I don't have a whole lot else to ask. All right. Well, suck this pussy. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, why don't you, uh, before we, before we sign off, why don't you tell people where to find you, where to find your podcast? Sure.
1: You can find me on the internet. My handle is Willem W I L L A M and my YouTube has a bunch of new videos every week. And yeah, you can visit my little corner of the internet and I
0: podcast. I have merch. So much bullshit. Um, when did we uh, – and, and when, when are you guys going to have – this is what everybody wants to know. Oh, I know. This is the most important question of the whole podcast. What? And I almost skipped it over. Willem. Yes. What is your favorite memory of uh, Um, My favorite memory of Heclina is you giving
1: Peaches a hard time. During Sister act and Peaches try and Peaches being the bigger person, and you just kept doing it. It was so funny. <laughs> what, what was I doing? You, it was something like minor because somebody wasn't getting the choreography, and you were just trying to help them, and they still weren't getting it. And the, you were just like,
2: Well, blah 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 blah.
1: Um, and it was just so funny, and me and Latrice were just cut in eyes. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. You were you just made a bad situation even worse, but at least funnier. <laughs> okay, well,
0: that's, that's, it's my pleasure to do that. It's Honestly. my pleasure. To, yeah,
1: and, and mine too is a drag queen. I definitely see myself a lot of myself in you.
0: If I can make things more awkward, then more power to it. Yeah, or potato salad. Exactly. Exactly, whatever that meant. Okay, well, thank you. Let's give it up for Willem, everybody. Yeah, thank As you, you so much for you.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: Hello, everybody. And you uh, probably know what that sound means. It's time to ask Aunt Juki. We have not spoken to Aunt Juki in a while because, well, let's face it, our sex lives, some of us, our sex lives have been put on hold a bit um, during the pandemic. Well, specifically, my sex life. Uh, Because, you know, my sex life involves lots of random hookups and apps and all that stuff. Um, That's not really the safest uh, thing to do right now. So there has been this phenomenon and a lot of men are talking about this, of glory holes. Now, uh, one thing that is frowned upon is actually going to dirty bookstores. I think most of them are closed anyway. So there's a phenomenon of men making their own glory holes in their homes for people to uh, to drop by. And I, I wanted to ask Aunt Juki, uh, how safe does she think that is? So anyway, Without further ado, here she is. Give it up. It's Aunt Juki.
4: Hi, Heckles.
0: How's it going, Hikina? Hi. Good. How are you? So, uh, yes, Juki, of course, is our sex advice maven. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about this whole uh, glory hole phenomenon?
4: Well, number one, hot.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: I mean, it, it has some juices flowing just thinking about it. The people who I talked to, I didn't talk to anybody who actually has any post COVID stories. Uh, but people love to talk about it. Their e- everybody's ears perked up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah. So with as far as you know, uh, with my circle of friends, I have I, I've heard several people talk about having glory holes made for their for their doors and their houses. Guys can just come by, you know, uh, after that, <laughs> whenever it's convenient for them, you know, um, and they get to you know suck some dick without without now. And I'm not an expert on this without. Risk or or minimal risk. What do you think right. about that?
4: I do think it is minimizing risk. It's definitely not an activity with no risk, uh, but. If somebody's body is against uh, a door and so you only have the hole with their junk coming through it, uh, which, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe on a bigger guy uh, is going to – his body is going to fill up the hole all the way. So it's going to be really airtight there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then you're not getting any of his breath. You're not getting any of his – his uh, possible COVID infection spraying on you, but we don't know uh, whether or not it's in ejaculate. Mm. We don't know yet. It doesn't doesn't seem like
3: there's no evidence anyway that um, that it's spread through ejaculate. But we do know that. Uh, it can be detected in semen of someone who has had COVID before. Uh, So we might not have studies on it. It's still a little bit of a question mark in the medical literature as to whether or not you can spread it through sexual contact. The fact is, is that you can spread it through particles in your saliva, your mucus, or your breath. So that if you're not doing a lot of pre and post washing with multiple sexual partners, then you have a high likelihood of transmitting virus on materials that you have on your hands because you've been having sexual contact with yourself or with others. So it's reduced risk, that's for sure. But it's definitely, you know, like if it's not somebody you live with, it's a significantly increased risk over not having a partner outside the home.
0: Hmm. Isn't it also strange now? Isn't it strange that we are going from a time w- when you know, with HIV and stuff, we were, we're, were we were saying, please, you know, don't do anonymous encounters, and you know, be be passionate with people, you know, or, or like you know, only have a few. So, but now we're saying common to stick your dick through a <laughs> hole and you know
3: <laughs> well that's at least what the New York City Department of Health is saying <laughs> the CDC doesn't include that um, make it kinky bit um, uh-huh. in their in their guidelines they basically say they basically say like keep it within the household or, or try to limit you know outside the home but the New York Department of Health said make it kinky and try using a wall as a barrier which I think is great public health um, you know meet, meeting the audience maybe where they're at
4: that's very um, specific. I appreciate your specificity. In describing uh, the actual safety, what we know versus what we don't really know, so people are making their best guesses. One way that we can keep air particles, breath particles, away uh, from breathing is to have a barrier. So, mm-hmm. in uh, in ancient times, that barrier was the was a hole and uh, in a wall. So. Uh, in a bathroom stall door, in a door, in a yeah. Where have you experienced a glory hole? Where else?
0: Actually, my my first glory hole that I ever came across, I was uh, well, no, no pun intended. I was uh, I was eighteen years old. I was in the military, and it was there was a glory hole on the naval base.
3: I did Ooh. not I was
0: not aw- I, I was not aware of it. It was in the 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 bathroom in the restroom of the of the cafeteria that everybody went to. And I was so shocked when I looked when I when I looked over and somebody was staring at me through the glory hole. But of course it was super hot, you know. Right. Mm.
4: But there was all no the, all the
0: dick in the hole. All the seamen, oh there was there was a guy staring at me and he put his dick through the hole. So um but I remember how freaked out I was. Anyway, that's a whole different story. That was like me coming out and stuff. But
4: I like that one of the hot things about it is the anonymity of just an eyeball and then a dick. Uh, but there's also, since we're not doing this necessary, we huh? uh, since right. y'all are not necessarily doing this for anonymity, um, what about a plexiglass? Glory Hole, where you can see everything all smashed up against it. That could be really
0: hot. Sure, yeah. I mean, it was it was hot back in the day in those dirty bookstores because it would say, like you know, you you could if somebody invited you to, you could raise up the the barrier and see them through plexiglass to see what they looked like. Oh, and, they were you know, plex- there was plexiglass. Us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right before I went, right before I started recording with you, I was having dinner with my friend Nancy, and she said, "Ask Aunt Juki what." The female equivalent would be because she wants to get some action, you know? <laughs> and uh, like she was saying, should I just sit on a rim seat and have some guys slide under me? And, and, you know, it's not as easy for women. What do you think about that?
4: I think that the hole needs to be at the right height so that reach is possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's going to be an issue depending on, you know, the movability of the whole up and down. Um, which
3: I heard, I heard a little anecdotal brainstorming on this one, uh, because, you know, women or men, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, people of all genders are wanting to have sex if sex is their thing. Mm -hmm. And so I heard one person who had parts that maybe couldn't be facilitated by a straight up hole in the crotch level of the wall, you know, was like, okay, so I've got a private, you know, backyard. I'm going to have, you know, my front half sticking in the door and then like, I'll have some kind of barrier, like a shower curtain or something like that. And I'll have my bottom half sticking out the door. And then the guy will come over and we'll do our thing. And then he never has to come in the house. And, you know, he was, he was outside the whole time breathing fresh air and I was inside on this other side of the barrier. So I think if people, you know, I've seen glory holes like that. So it's basically like a sheet tacked up on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if people want to have this option, they can get creative with the spaces that they have. But I think the reality is not everybody has a good spot to do something custom, uh, sure. like recurring or whatever. And so, if you've got that, maybe you've got an you got a leg up on you know making eking out a situation. But it might be as simple as some clear shower curtains or. Uh, you know, some little two by twos tacked up on the on the frame and the correctly pla- placed um, ad somewhere to get people mm-hmm. to stop by. But yeah. uh, people, people are going to get their needs met.
0: Of course. I, I'm just saying, you know, like I made a promise to myself when I moved to, to Palm Springs before COVID that I wouldn't I, I would not turn into one of those tragic boys in the band, homosexuals that's sitting behind a glory hole with a martini in hand all day long waiting for some guy to swing by. You know what I mean? Like I, I did not want that to well, be. No- no
3: one chose this.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know if I, I, I don't want that to be my senior, no. my senior years. You know what I mean? I, I want, I want to, I want to move towards intimacy with another man and, and not just, you know, I'm not, I did, I've done the glory hole thing. I've done the anonymous thing, but we are in an era now, Juki. Am I right that we're, where maybe we have to be more anon- anonymous for a little while. No,
4: yeah. I don't know. I kind of think, think it we- feeds
3: to the opposite.
4: I do, too, that I think that people need to have discussions about where they are in their pod, in their hive of people that they engage with. And uh, what kind of risk are you willing to open yourself to versus where you're not willing to cross a line?
0: But if you're in a pod, if, if you're in a pod with somebody, you don't have to worry about a glory hole, do you?
3: I think that's kind of the point is is that the the risk profile decreases right. when you start actually dating and people become you know invested in in your well being. Oh sure, of, I, no, of, sure, of sure. Ongoing I, intimacy.
0: I, I mean, but I mean, like right now is not really the best time for me. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the best time for me to start dating somebody. But I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to go out and meet people in and you know <laughs> take it, it's it slow.
3: Months. I know, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> or what you can do, you have your distance date or you have your online date to decide if you want to get together and then you have your glory hole set up mm-hmm. in your you know side, side yard uh, and then you get to meet mm-hmm. that way and are still saying, mm-hmm. staying relatively safe.
3: Right, right. Yeah, that's true. And then you can decide, well, this guy's worth bringing into the pod.
4: Or not. Um, I was wondering which side of the wall do you put the cleaning supplies? Do you trust the guy to uh, spray and clean off himself before oh, putting no. himself into the Oh, no. If a guy is going to
3: come, he's not hanging out to clean up the glory hall. I think he put it on both, and then you uh-huh. just assume that you have to also eventually clean both. Because once a guy comes, he's just gonna be out of there. What a nice thing to
4: stick your dick through a hole and have a little spritz, a little cleaning. That sounds so lovely. It's like a like a beauty appointment
3: <laughs> i don't know i did see you vacuuming earlier hecklina but i do not yes. see you spritzing every dick that comes through the glory hole I don't, yeah well i, don't I mean know.
0: i it's I, I i'm i'm a good hostess I, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that, and i'll, I'll even I'll, I'll leave a breath mint for them you know when they leave exactly. even even yeah totally so yeah i mean why not if, if you're if you're gonna host somebody make sure that the hole is all disinfected and all that stuff for them that's right
4: for you for because all of
0: us. yeah right exactly well okay i guess so uh, yeah i'm still not really doing it I, I don't have a glory hole here in my house in palm springs i'm not sure if i want to ask anybody to make me one <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> although yes it can just be a sheet
3: oh you can probably buy them on, them. on amazon no, right no. after this conversation
4: a sheet is not right. A sheet and a blanket—that's old, old days. Now we need something thicker, at least a mattress pad. Uh, you could use um, a shower curtain, as Mark said earlier. Um, okay. A shower a shower yeah, curtain is good kind because it's the be non non permeable. Right, the plastic kind. Uh, double doors or Dutch doors. Mm hmm. You have the one door. You keep the top door closed and the bottom door woohoo open. Uh huh. Yeah, that could be for everybody.
0: All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Your uh, sex etiquette, your sex advice from Aunt Juki. How to stay safe and still maybe get get uh, get your nut off. I mean, let's face it. People are just looking to when when it's a glory hill, they're they're looking to go and just unload. You know what I mean? And and that can be really hot. So, um, trying to keep sex hot um, still in the age of COVID.
4: It takes some creativity.
0: Yes, thank you so much Anjuki for joining us here on thank Drag you. Time with Helena.
2: Me notes. By the way, there are no refunds. I will ask you to remember.
3: Visit CDC.gov and WHO.org for the latest information about COVID-19 and the facts about how to protect yourself from the transmission of respiratory illness and sexually transmitted diseases. This has been Drag Time with Hecklina. Special thanks to Willem, Aunt Juki, and especially to Sherry Vine for the use of her parody of Laura Brannigan's hit, Gloria, about using glory holes as safer sex during corona. Which is not, by the way, one of the first ten things that comes up if you Google Sherry Vine glory hole.